What a great night to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Anybody excited to be here? Come on. No joke. Like, we get the opportunity. I didn't break my iPad, just so you guys know that it's magnetized. Just so no one was like, he just broke it. Didn't break it. That was for my wife. And so uh, I'm joking. Hey, man, we're, we're going to have fun tonight. I'm, 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 I know sometimes we, we sometimes can get in a rut of being uh, too serious. Like, oh, let's be very serious about the word. And I think we should be very serious and, and honor and reverence the word and reverence the, the Holy Spirit and what God is doing in our house, 100%. He also told us to be cheerful. He also told us to be joyful. You know, if any of you guys haven't experienced joy yet, I'm, I am praying and believing that by the end of tonight, we're going to have some joy. Because, see, one thing that I have recognized and have learned is that when you get what you've been expecting and praying for, at the end of it, guess what there, there is? Joy. Joy. Right? It'd be like going to the ATM machine and pushing your number in, and you're like just asking for a hundred, and all of a sudden it just kept spitting more money out at you. And it wasn't from your account. <laughs> right? And the video camera was broke. There was no cops around. And Holy Spirit's like, it's a blessing. <laughs> like all of us are kind of laughing at that, but do you see what I'm saying? It's joy. And, and, and just so that we don't get in trouble. If that happens to any of us, I am telling you, you should take what is not yours and don't be Peter Pan or uh, uh, Robin Hood or Peter Pan. Don't be Peter Pan either. But don't be Robin Hood. Take it back inside the bank. What's that? Yeah, Peter Pan was and so, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have joy tonight, amen. And uh, if you've come to get healed, well, then tonight's the night, amen. And and I want to just point out a few things. They're easy. They're facts. They're just facts tonight. Tonight's going to be probably one of those easiest things where you sit back and be like, "Whoa, how did I mess this up?" This is simplistic. The gospel is simple. Jesus was simple. The only people he confused was the Pharisees. They just were like, what's he talking about? And so this is going to be super simple. Let's not overcomplicate it. And we're going to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Um, you can go there, whatever. Faith is defined in Hebrews. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, Wade, and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We are called to live in a world and a lifestyle of faith. You could almost, you could almost say it like this. We're called to somewhat live blind. Meaning this. I don't see what I've been told I'm going to get. But I know I have it. I know I have it. You can't tell me I don't have it. There's no words on the page, but blind people can read it because it's called Braille. You can't read it unless you know how to read Braille, but I, I can't read those bumps. 
You can't tell me those are words. But faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We've got to start getting to a point, the Christian church, the body of Christ, has truly got to get out all of our thinking that we've been raised with, the culture that we've been raised with, and start realizing that the Word of God is more true than the culture in which we've been taught. The world is dying to see the Christian body and the body of Christ to actually become and walk of what we teach. They're dying for it. They're literally dying for it. We must start getting to the place of going, I believe in this, and I have it. I believe in this, and I have it. Let me read this to you. In Webster's Dictionary from 1828, it says this about, about substance. It's something real. It's not imaginary. We're not cuckoo. It's something solid. Faith is something solid, and it is not empty. When I read that, I was like, it doesn't return void. God's Word never returns void. God's Word never returns empty. It's solid. It's mass. It's real substance. Faith is not just a hope for someday that this happens. Faith is not like, oh, well, man, someday... Someday we'll have a, a church that seats X amount of thousands of people. Someday, someday that will happen. No, we're having it. I'm praising God for it right now. Pastor Mark's praising God for it right now. We're already praising because we believe we have it. Again, I come back to it over and over and time and time again when Holy Spirit shared this with me on a drive to Portland, Oregon. Show me what my people praise me for and I'll show you what they believe. What are you praising Him for? What are you not praising Him for? That's the better question. In your life, what you're hoping for, what you're believing for, because you haven't seen it yet, what are you praising Him for? Because if you're waiting to praise Him for it once you can see it, you ain't going to see it. I'm sorry to tell you that, but you ain't going to see it. Your belief, single, single ladies, if you're waiting to see your husband walk through the front door but you ain't praising him for it, you ain't seeing him. He ain't coming. Single men, same thing. It ain't happening. If you're waiting to see your healing, but you ain't praising the Lord for your healing, wait for it. Just keep waiting. Just keep waiting. It's like Nemo. Just keep, just keep we're swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Faith is not just a hope for someday this happens. Faith is a substance that is solid. Faith is so real that we are able to bring the solid substance called healing right into this realm, right into your body. Faith is an action. It is not just an action, but it is a now. Faith is an action, and it is a now. In Africa, we say kati. That is the word for now. If you ever go to Africa with us, and you hear Pastor Joseph say, Tuginda kati, you better stop. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You better get your tail on that bus, because it is safety. 
So if you hear Pastor Joseph, stop what you're doing and run. Faith is kati. Faith is now. It's like this. Faith is up here. Faith is rolling in the anointing of the river right here. The river of faith and healing and anointing is going through this altar right now. It's your decision if it's kati now or you just wait for it. Your decision. You can keep living with it. It's yours. Go ahead and name it whatever you want to name it. But Jesus took it for you. It's time to lay that name down and say, and stop identifying yourself with a sickness. Stop identifying. I don't know who this is for. I have my, all my notes. I've been in prayer. This is on the spot for somebody. Stop identifying yourself with the name of your sickness. Stop it. It's going to kill you. Why does Pastor Bill seem so serious all the time? Because this is life and death. This is life and death. Sorry if I treat it as such. Maybe we all should. Maybe if we all treated it as such, maybe the world would sit back and see the, the body of Christ not be sick. Because it becomes, you know, think about this. Oh, but I'm this. Oh, but I'm this. I don't know. I, I was told I was a son of God. I read the word that says I walk in divine healing. Hey, what are you? I'm divinely healed. What are you, the son of God? Stop calling yourself a disease. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you, we sit back and we go, well, now that, that's probably easy for, for you. I mean, you've had so much experience. No, I haven't. I want more experiences. I want more time with the Lord that He shows me things and, and reveals things to me. Why? So that we all as the body of Christ can rise up to affect others. So that the devil stops robbing from our families and our loved ones with sickness, death, and disease. And poverty. Maybe we spent more time on our knees. Poverty, is, it wouldn't take anything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and again, the, the world in which we live in compared to the spiritual realm, some of us sit back and like, oh man, we're pulling it down. I just can't reach. My prayers aren't going anywhere but the ceiling. I heard, I heard an evangelist that lost his son, and, and I didn't plan on saying this, but he lost his son and he was writing letters in his journals, having conversations with his son. And, and to, to paraphrase this story, he would have conversations with him and he'd be like, hey son, I miss talking to you every day like we used to. He's like, but dad, we're still talking. He's like, I know son, but I miss your hugs. I miss seeing your eyes. He says, dad, the time's coming sooner than you can even imagine that you'll see me again. And he says, well, Son, I better say good night. I'll see you tomorrow. And the son writes back, Dad, if you only knew how close we were, you would laugh. If you only knew how close we were together, you would laugh. 
I believe by reading that because how it hit me and, and, and confirmed with my Holy Spirit inside of me. I believe that was, that was Holy Spirit revealing to this father, revealing to this evangelist that it's literally just the same and no difference between me going, man, like, I wish I could reach out and just have Pastor Mark touch me and pray for me. Well, he's right there. Heaven is right there. And if you think I'm crazy, then, then well, you're going to disagree with the Bible. Because in 2 Kings chapter verse 6, uh, chapter 6 and verse 16, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of read it to you and pray, paraphrase it to you. It's the story of Elisha and his servant. And they get surrounded by the, the Syrian army. And his servant's a little scared. And rightfully so. It'd be similar to if the entire military of Texas, let's not use the entire country, but let's just use Texas military, right? Because they have a ton of military in the, in the state of Texas. And came and surrounded our church. I think there'd be some people that are scared. It'd be very similar to that. You could hear Apaches flying over. You'd hear airplanes flying over. You'd hear on the, on the loud horn, Pastor Mark, bring out your people or we're going to blow your roof off. And they have the capability of doing it. So it's very similar in this story in 2 Kings, talking to the servant. The servant has a right to be scared. Elisha said to him, don't be scared, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So the Bible's telling us that it's not in some other different realm. The presence of God is all around us. The Bible also says that He, he has given us two, angel, two guardian angels, each of us. Sorry I put you through so much. I appreciate it though. Have you ever realized that you're never alone? Have you realized that, that when you're driving your car, they're with you? Heaven's with you. Right? Angels are from heaven. Holy Spirit's in you. You're not alone. Heaven is with us. It's, it's unreal how, how tangible and close the presence of the Lord is with us for those who believe. In fact, in Matthew 18, 20, I, I read it from the message translation. It says this, take this most seriously. Anything when, when, when Holy Spirit starts saying, take this serious. Take this most seriously. When two of you get together, there's more than two of us, on anything at all on earth and make prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. Dude, he goes into action. It doesn't say he goes into hope for. See, it doesn't, it doesn't show that God's just sitting up on the throne going like, I wish I could get there. Maybe next Friday. Maybe next Wednesday you'll get your healing. No, 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 no. It says he goes into action. God goes into action for you. He goes into action for you. When two of us or more are in unity and we pray, he goes into action. It's, it's, like, it's similar to this. 
there, there's, you know, I'll use it more on a local level. Boise Police SWAT. Officers go, we get called to a house, and we surround it, we contain it, we start dialing back, we start slowing down the process, we start trying to figure out what really is going on inside the home, um, does the person have weapons, what's the risk, yada yada, all this stuff. We, we do these things. Uh, used to do these things, they still do. Um, and then at some point, the Sarge is like, we need SWAT. And... Patrol officers have been out there for five, six, seven hours freezing, wanting to go in and take care of business because that's what we like to do. And then SWAT comes and they come in and then patrol goes back out and starts shagging calls and, and SWAT gets to take care of the fun stuff um, if you have that type of mentality. And, uh, and, and, and it's kind of it's like that. God is like SWAT. You know, like our guardian angels are like, our patrol. They're just protecting us, doing their thing, doing their thing. But when we all come together and say, no, we're getting healed tonight. I'm getting healed tonight. My skin disease is getting healed tonight. My gallbladder is getting healed tonight. My knees are getting healed tonight. God is on the throne waiting to go into action. It's what his word says. I'm not making this up. It's what his word says. Keep it simple. And when two or three of you together, because of me, you can be sure that's Jesus. Because of, because of me, you can be sure that he's there with us, right in the middle, right in the midst of us. So when you decide you're going to make a decision tonight, if tonight's the night that you get healed, you're going to make a decision. Jesus already took care of it on the cross. He already took the stripes upon him for our infirmities. He already did it. You're going to take a decision tonight. And, and when, our, when, the, when we decide, when we come up and we pray for you, it's, like, it, it, it's similar to this. It's similar to we go to lay hands on us, on you. But you know whose hand's actually touching you before our hand? Jesus. <laughs> because he's in the middle of us. He's in the midst of us. He can't wait to touch you and get you healed. So when you come walking up here to get prayed for and to receive your healing, know that you're walking in between myself, you, and Jesus is in the middle of us. He can't wait to touch you tonight. He's been waiting to touch you tonight. He's been yearning. He's been dealing with your hearts personally today. Going, I'm getting it today. I'm getting it today. It's simple. It's simple. It's super simple. And, and so... Know that it's His Word. Action. The definition of action says literally a driving, a driving. The state of acting or moving. It doesn't say the state of sedentary. It doesn't say the state of just stay where you're at. No, it says the act of moving. Exer exertion of power. Exertion of power, power of Holy Ghost, dunamis power, dunamis power, or force, as when one body acts on another, or action is the effect of power exerted on one body by another. It's unreal to me that the Bible says that we shall lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
And then the definition by a, by a, by a Christian who wrote, wrote the dictionary of, of Webster's back in 1828, exerted from one body to another. I think God knew what he was doing. I think God knew what he was doing. Faith is so simple, and it seems that it radiates and can be visibly noticed. I believe faith can be visibly noticed. I believe people see faith on you. I believe when you're walking around town, I think people can see your faith. Now, if they can't, and people aren't asking you about Jesus, and they're not asking you to pray for them, and you're not doing those things, then let's raise our level of faith. Because it's not you. Imagine this. As you reach out your hand, Jesus is touching them. Are we robbing people of having Jesus touch them? In Acts, you don't have to go there, but in Acts chapter 14, verse 8, it says this, just to back up that I believe faith is seeable. Now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He never walked. He listened to Paul speak. And Paul looking intently at him and seeing and seeing that he had faith to be made well. Paul saw that he had faith to be made well. He said in a loud voice, stand up on your feet again. And he sprang up and began to walk. Curtis, come up here real quick. Just so everyone can see you. This is, this is one of our young adults, bass player, awesome. And I chose him because he has cool hair and I don't. And so if Kurt was sitting down, go ahead and sit down, Curtis. Good job. It'd be similar to this. Man, this is what, because faith is an action. Faith takes us to do something. If I told Curtis to stand up, but he stayed seated and started checking his legs to see if he was healed, what do you think would have happened with this man? I don't think, I, I can't I don't say for sure. Don't pin me in a corner. But I don't know if he would have been healed. Faith is an action. It is a substance that causes movement. If, if I would have said, stand up and walk, and he starts checking his legs, and they didn't feel healed, would you get up? I can tell you because I've prayed for people. I've literally prayed for a guy in Africa. I saw his foot. He had like, uh, I would call it like elephantitis. It was gigantic and like had no toes. They were nubbins, and they were huge. And I'm walking around this church and I'm praying for people. We're seeing blind eyes open. We're seeing deaf ears open. We're seeing uh, boils on skins fall off. We're seeing miracles, man. Bible coming to life. And I look down and I see his feet get healed. And, and I'm like, Ooh, this is about to go off. And I said, brother, drop those crutches right now and take a run. You're healed in Jesus' name. And he looked down and he goes, I'll fall. And I said, then you continue to stay sick. And I moved on. I know that seems rude and crude and all that, but I don't have time for that. I don't have time to pray for a guy that sat there and said, but I'll fall down. Because here's what will happen to that man. I would have prayed for him. He didn't have the faith to be healed. I would have prayed for him. 
He wouldn't have got healed, and then his unbelief would have grown. I'm not about having people's unbelief grow. Not about it. This is a two-person sport. Three, really. Jesus, you, me. But faith is action when all of a sudden you stand back and you say, you're healed. Get up and walk. And don't fall backwards. And he didn't check his legs. He just got up. See, that's what it's going to take. Thanks, Curtis. You can sit down, brother. That's what it's going to take. That's what faith is. Faith is a knowing. Faith is a now. Faith is an action. Why do you think sometimes we sit there and like, hey, jump. Hey, bend over. I want them to prove to themselves they're healed. Because faith is an action. Hey, Pastor Bill, I can't get up. Can you come pray for me? I command your leg healed right now in Jesus' name. Get up and walk. And then you decide. You, you decide. It's your faith. All over in the Bible it says, by your faith you were healed. 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 That man's faith caused an action. His action manifested the healing. He sprang up and began to walk. In Matthew 9, 28, you don't got to go there. I'm just going to read these off real, to, real fast to you so that you understand the word says it. Do not complicate the word. Don't complicate it. It's just a fact. It's so. What's two plus two? Four. I don't care what any math teacher says that are teaching kids right now that it can be whatever answer you want. That is not true. Two plus two is four. Done. Don't tell my kid it's seven just because they worked out the problem. It's four. <laughs> You're welcome, Miss Amy. <laughs> the blind man came, men came to him and said, Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Get their eyes healed. They said to him, Yes, Lord. And just in that simple answer so much, they called him Lord, which is king. To be submitted to Lord. I know our culture kind of has a tough time understanding that. Then he touched their eyes and said this. He said, according to your faith, it be done to you. And their eyes were opened. In Mark chapter 5, verse 34, the woman with the issue of blood. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Your faith. In Mark eleven twenty three, I love this verse. If you go to Bible, if you go to Life Bible College, you'll know this verse. It says, "Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him." This verse tells us that our faith and your faith and my faith is again an action. Speaking is an action. It's an action. It comes from our faith being so real, so concrete, so bold that it causes us to speak it out. Because think about it. If everybody in your family knows that you're sick... And you're like, no, I'm healed. I am healed. 
But the doctors say you're sick. No, I'm healed. You're a liar. Well, that's pretty bold calling a doctor a liar. Well, you decide. It's your life. Life or death. You decide. Andrew, Andrew Omak went to a doctor because, you know, he was getting new insurance or something like this, new insurance or, or getting up in years, and so he had to get, get a physical. And, and the doctor starts telling him that he had, like, heart disease or something. And he's like, you're a liar. He's told him straight to his face. He's like, you're a liar. My heart's perfect. Well, then his board was like, hey, well, we'll get you a different doctor. And he goes, I'm fine. So they go to a different doctor, and the doctor's like, uh, you, have, you, you have some heart problems. No, you're a liar. I'm healed in Jesus' name. My heart's perfect. And he goes back and tells his board, I'm not doing it again. My heart's perfect. They're lying to me. The Word of God says I'm fine. Guess what? <laughs> He's fine. They made him go back again, and the, the third doctor found out his heart was fine. But what would have happened if he would have said, oh, no. Oh, no. That verse says faith is an action. Speaking is an action. And, and again, it says in that verse three times, say, speak, speak, speak. From our heart, our mouth speaks. From our heart, our mouth speaks. What do you really believe about your situation or circumstance? Are you the name of the disease? You decide. You decide. No matter what we get told, no matter what we feel, no matter, no matter how hard or how real it seems, we've got to start taking a stand that God's Word is more true than anything else in this entire world. We have to. Because if you really think about it, this stuff we're told is just temporary. It's just a tent. But the rest of our spiritual life, the presence, our salvation, is for eternity. So what's one, which one's more real? If we live to the longest amount, 120 years, but eternity? Which one's more real to you? Are we, starting, are we thinking about our eternity thoughts rather than our 100-year thought. 100 years. Check it out. I don't know, man. We need to start thinking about this word. This word's more true. Doesn't matter what I feel. Word says I'm healed. Doesn't matter what I feel. Word says I'm healed. Doesn't matter what I feel. Blood of Jesus is pumping through my veins. The DNA of God is pumping through my veins. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. When I lay hands on people, they get, they get healed in Jesus' name. When Pastor Doug lays his hands on people, they get healed in Jesus' name. When Pastor Mark lays his hands on people, they get healed in Jesus' name. Why? Because Jesus is in the midst of us. It's just a fact. You can't argue it. It's simple. Don't complicate it. He's just in the middle of us. It's not our hands doing it. It's Jesus just right there in the middle of us. Thank you, Jesus. In Mark chapter 16, verse 18, glory to God, it says this. Let, let's turn there, just so that you guys know I'm not making anything up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It says in verse 18, going down further, it says, They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. 
Doesn't say they might recover. Doesn't say that you may be recovered. It says you will recover. Your faith. Your faith. Think of your faith and our faith like two atoms coming together. It's an explosion. It causes an explosion in the spirit world. So let's read this. And as, as, we, get, as we get to this, I'm super excited. I know it always seems like I'm super excited, but it's kind of hard not to be, man. My life was changed because of Jesus. It's hard not to be excited. It's hard not to be, you know, one, one, of, my, one of my sergeants is, is here tonight, and I, I won't point him out or anything, but, but I don't miss being in the snow in 10-degree weather, working accidents, and like still almost getting hit by other people. I, I don't miss that. I don't think he misses that. I don't miss that. My life got changed because of what Jesus did on the cross. My family's life got changed for what Jesus did on the cross. My daughter's life got healed for what Jesus did on the cross. She can eat whatever she wants, which means we can eat whatever we want. Glory to God. Thank you for pizza with real cheese and dough. Woo! Devil robbed me for too many years of real pizza. No ice cream in the house, frozen yogurt. Are you kidding me? Frozen yogurt. <laughs> it is not ice cream. Frozen yogurt. Tool of the devil. <laughs> if, you guys, if anybody likes frozen yogurt, God bless you. But if you want to get healed tonight, if you want to get healed tonight of, of gluten, made up gluten allergy... Then, then, then get ready. Decide. You make a decision. Do you have the faith to come up into the river of healing tonight? So that when we lay our hands on you, Jesus is in the middle of us. You're going to feel the hand of the Lord tonight on you. And it says this. My Bible says this. It says that Pastor, Pastor Mark, Pastor Doug, and Pastor Bill will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. In verse 20, it says, and Pastor Mark and Pastor Doug and Pastor Bill went out and we preached every chance we get. Everywhere we go, we get an opportunity and we're going to preach the gospel. And while the Lord worked with us and confirmed the message that we preach, he did it by accompanying signs. I don't know how your Bible reads, but that's how I read my Bible. I encourage you, I tell LBC students this, I give them secrets every now and then, and I, and I, I do it to you guys as well, but I encourage you, look, I, 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 right above they, I put Bill. Bill will lay, their ha lay his hands on the sick and they will recover. Bill was sent to Boise, Idaho tonight on a Wednesday healing me meeting night to heal the sick, to cast out demons in Jesus' name. Why? So that you will be set free so that you will be healed so that you will go out and spread the fame of Jesus everywhere you go come on man like in this realm in this world that we live in right now uh, you can talk about God you can talk about churches but you bring up the name of Jesus in a school you're probably suspended you bring up Jesus, and I know this to be true, in like 1999, I was at a workplace, I won't name the company, God bless them, in a company speaking with somebody, and they're telling me about their lifestyle that they were born with. And I said, well, I don't believe that, because um, the Bible says this. 
And Jesus died on the cross so that you could be set free and saved from that. Person gets all upset. I wasn't mad what they were telling me. I wasn't offended. No more than 15 minutes later. Yeah, there's a bill. Hey, this is Christy in HR. Could you come to my office? I'll be right there. Hang up the phone, go up to the HR's office, and I'm sitting there, and I have a little bit of background from there. Uh, I did internal investigations for this company, so I knew if I could get an employee to say, yes, I know I broke policy. Well, they're fired. So she says, hey, you were talking about Jesus. I said, I was. This person was talking about their lifestyle, and I just said, hey, the Bible says this, and I just agree with the Bible, and that's okay when you agree with science. Science changes every year, but the word has remained true. That's what I said. I wasn't offended with what she said to me, ma'am. She goes, we can't talk about that stuff. I said, wait, wait, wait. But we can, we can have to hear about women dating women and men dating men when I walk around the sales floor. We, I have to hear that? That's offensive. In fact, that picture of you and your husband offends me. I'm gay. And she looked and she goes, no, you're not. I said, I am right now. <laughs> your picture of your husband and you offend me. Talking about what you and your family do on the weekend offends me. How far do you want to take this that we just can't talk? And I said, let me ask you this, ma'am, because we've worked together for about 12 years. Was the conversation offensive or was it that I said Jesus? And she goes, yep, she said that Jesus died on the cross for her, and that's what you told her. And I said, he did. That's what she was offended at. She wasn't offended about God. She wasn't offended about me talking about the Bible. She got offended at me sharing that Jesus Christ died for her on the cross to set her free. We've got to realize that we are living in a world, again, I didn't mean to talk about this either, but we are living in a world that we as Christians, we as the church, we as Holy Spirit living inside of us have got to take a stand and say, nope, I'm a Jesus believer. And I'm healed. He set me free. I don't think this way. My mind's at peace. I'm healed from every sexual disease. I'm healed from every skin disease. Cancer dies when it touches me. Mosquitoes in Africa don't touch me. They can't touch me. They die. Why? Because there's blood of Jesus pumping through my veins. They don't like it. We've got to become bold in the Word. But that only comes from if we renew our minds daily by the Word. It only comes if we truly, truly, truly believe, believe that what the Word says is more than what we've been taught. We've got to believe this more than anything we've ever read or thought before in our entire life. And it comes from a daily act. Right? Action. Daily action. It takes movement. It takes movement. And so we're going to do this. And then we're going to get into action. We're going to see if your faith has action. And I want you to be honest. I want you to be real. I don't, I don't say this to condemn you or, or make you feel bad. I encourage us, all of us, because no one around here is going to know that you're doing this. No one but you. Sit back before you walk up to this river of healing and go, Holy Spirit, 
I want the faith that I know that I know when I jump in and their hands touch me that you are in the midst of us and your hand is touching me with their hands and that my disease is cured in Jesus' name. It was already done. It's already been done. Are you ready to come up and receive? You're not, get, you're not having to work to get anything. It's just, are you ready to receive? I want us all to stand up. And I want us to say this. If, if this is you, if this isn't you, I want you to say it. But if this is you, I want you to say it with such conviction, with such faith, with such belief that you couldn't tell that you weren't going to get it. That everybody around you has been like, yep, they got it. Because I even believe this from what Holy Spirit showed me. There's going to be some of you. In fact, right now, raise your hand if you need a healing tonight. Raise your hand. Watch this. I believe and I know that I know that I know because I saw it in prayer and I know what I see in prayer happens. I know that by the time we say this out loud, there's going to be some of you, I don't know who, he didn't show me you guys, but there's going to be some of you that actually get your healing by saying it. Because the action of you speaking is you receiving. Glory to God. So we're going we're gonna to say this, and then we're going to get into watching the glory of God and the presence flow through this place and change lives and that God and Jesus' fame will be spread across this entire valley and people will come here and get saved. People will come here and get healed. Wheelchairs will be left in the garbage. Crutches will be left at the door. Canes will be left at the door. Man, come on. I want people coming in with blind eyes open. Why not? Why not? Say tonight. Hold on. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Do you really believe it? Say tonight, I am getting my heal for my body. My mind is healed in Jesus' name. Let's say it again. Tonight, I'm getting my healing for my body. My mind is healed. My disease is gone. And I'm healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.